This is Today in History, January the 27th. On this day in 1756, composer Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart is born in Salzburg, Austria. And in 1880, Thomas Edison receives a patent for his electric incandescent lamp. Also on this day in 1888, the National Geographic Society is incorporated in Washington, D.C. And on this day in 1926, John Baird, a Scottish inventor, gives the first public demonstration of a true television system in London, launching a revolution in communication and entertainment. Baird's invention, a pictorial transmission machine called a televisor, used mechanical rotating discs to scan moving images into electronic impulses. This information was then transmitted by cable to a screen where it showed up as a low-resolution pattern of light and dark. Baird's first television program showed the heads of two ventriloquist dummies, which he operated in front of the camera apparatus out of view of the audience. The first home television receiver was demonstrated two years later in Schenectady, New York. And by that May, a station began occasional broadcasts to a handful of homes in the area that were given the General Electric-built machines. In 1932, the Radio Corporation of America, RCA, demonstrated an all-electronic television using a cathode ray tube in the receiver and the iconoscope camera tube developed by Russian-born physicist Vladimir Zworkin. Then, the British Broadcasting Corporation, the BBC, inaugurated regular high-definition public broadcasts in London in 1936. In delivering the broadcasts, Baird's television system was in competition with one promoted by Marconi Electric and Musical Industries. Marconi's television, which produced a 405-line picture compared with Baird's 240 lines, was clearer. And by early 1937, the BBC adopted the Marconi system exclusively. Regular television broadcasts began in the United States in 1939, and permanent color broadcasts began in 1954. Also on this day in 2010, the Catcher in the Rye author J.D. Salinger passes away. And on this day in 1970, John Lennon writes and records Instant Karma in a single day. Instant Karma's gonna get you. Gonna knock you right in the head. Quote, I wrote it for breakfast, recorded it for lunch, and we were putting it out for dinner. That's the way John Lennon told the story of Instant Karma, one of his most memorable songs as a solo artist and the third Lennon single to appear before the official breakup of the Beatles. The only exaggeration in John's description was the part about dinner. Instant Karma wasn't actually released to the public until 13 days after it was written and recorded over the course of a single Tuesday back on January 27, 1970. And by any measure, it was one of the fastest pop songs ever to come to market. Instant Karma came at a tumultuous time for John Lennon personally and for the band as he was in the midst of leaving them behind. The Beatles had spent the better part of 1969 trying to decide whether or not they
they were still a band, abandoning recording sessions they had just begun, and canceling plans for their first live performances in more than three years. The material for both of the band's last two albums, Abbey Road and Let It Be, was produced that year, but Let It Be sat unreleased without an agreed-upon producer. Lennon, meanwhile, was moving in a new direction. Give Peace a Chance, recorded during the famous June 1969 bed-in, had already come out under the name The Plastic Ono Band, as had Cold Turkey, his wrenching account of kicking heroin that same year. By January of 1970, John had walked away from the Beatles, and the Plastic Ono Band was the only musical entity he considered himself part of. The January 27th Instant Karma Session came about spontaneously. Lennon wrote the song that morning as he said, I knew I had a hit record. What got the record finished that same day and gave it its incredible sound, however, was the unexpected appearance of Phil Spector that evening at EMI Studios. After several run-throughs under Spectre's direction, John said, quote, Suddenly, we went into the room and heard what he'd done to it. It was fantastic. It sounded like there was 50 people playing. End quote. John's happiness with the results would lead directly to Spectre's taking over the dormant Let It Be project, a development that ended up driving a further wedge between Lennon and McCartney prior to the official breakup of the Beatles. Instant Karma got you. January the 27th, 1970. On this day in history. 